Welcome back to the Nutrition Unmeasured podcast. This episode is brought to you by my personal intuitive eating and wellness program. Allow me to be your personal coach through the 10 principles of intuitive eating. During this journey, you'll receive a workbook to have throughout, a helpful body positivity journal, access to me at any time, and bi-weekly one-on-one calls to keep you accountable to yourself and motivated to change and find peace with food and your body. Before getting started today, I'd also love to ask for a review if you're loving this podcast. Reviews only take a few seconds and they really do help me grow the listenership. And of course, I would appreciate it so much. As always, just a few updates since last time if you're interested. If not, you can go ahead and fast forward through this. You know, I'm in Columbus, Ohio, and it is definitely getting colder. It's, you know, uh, almost Thanksgiving, which is about when it starts to get pretty chilly around here. Actually, truth be told, I swear the, the coldest day of the year is always, maybe not the year, of the season is always on trick or treat. It's always so cold. It can be 80 degrees the night before and then trick or treat comes and bam, it's freezing. In fact, we had snow this year on trick or treat um, night you know, the day that we were all out trick-or-treating. It's just, wow. Uh, But yeah, here we are, almost Thanksgiving, and it's definitely feeling like fall, which I am not complaining. I love, love, love fall, especially the colors of fall. Just so beautiful around here with all the trees and the leaves. Um, But you know what? Here I am as a mom, a parent, already thinking about summer. I don't know about you, but if you're a parent, you know that summer planning starts in January. And so I'm already planning my plan because you have to be ready. What camps are you going to sign up your kids for? Uh, What what are they doing this summer? Because it all opens in January. So that stress already begins now, which is wild to think about. Um, Also, we're kind of thinking about some home renovations, which is pretty exciting. You know, we've been talking about this for a while, kind of going back and forth as to whether we're going to renovate our house or move. And I think we've landed on this idea of renovations. So that's exciting. Um, we're also planning Thanksgiving. What are, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? We are actually hosting Thanksgiving. And on our menu, we are doing a turkey breast this year, not the whole turkey. My brother's going to bring a ham, a honey baked ham. We're going to have mashed potatoes, stuffing, Brussels sprouts, corn, uh, probably a charcuterie for a, a light appetizer. Uh, rolls and lots of dessert in the form of pies and homemade whipped cream. How does that sound? It's very traditional around here. We don't change it up a whole lot because that's what my family likes. And uh, I don't know. I'm not a huge Thanksgiving fan myself. Like I don't even really like turkey. It's probably the one day a year that I eat turkey, but I have to drench it in gravy in order for me to actually enjoy it somewhat. But I love the stuffing and I love the pies. I don't know. What what are your favorite parts of Thanksgiving? Or at least your favorite foods of Thanksgiving? I'm curious. All right. Well, let's go ahead and dive in. Today, we're talking about, uh, you know, the holidays, being more intuitive during the holiday season, because let's face it, the holidays can be a stressful time. Um, Even if you go into them with no stress, it's there's always some type of stress around this time, no matter how much you love the holidays, right? And dieting and restricting can just add more stress on top of that. Not to mention that when dieting and restricting uh, on top of stress from the holidays, your eating can just easily go haywire. So add 
dieting, restricting, stress, and then our eating, it just can go all over the place, right? So here are my top five tips for getting through the holidays more intuitively with self-care in mind and hopefully with a little bit less stress. So number one is don't neglect self-care. You know, do things that bring you joy. And of, of course, also be okay with saying no, which I realize is a lot easier said than done, but especially around this time when our schedules can get so, so busy. If you want to keep the the spirit and the uh, the merry and the jolliness in the holidays, you know, it probably means saying no a couple times, even when you don't particularly want to. But don't neglect self-care. Do things that bring you joy, just like you try to schedule things for your kids that bring them joy. Do things that bring you joy. Ask for help when you need it. You know, for example, I'm we are hosting Thanksgiving. And the first time we hosted, I kind of felt a little guilty not making everything ourselves. And then I realized, why would I do that? Why would I do that to myself? We don't have a giant kitchen. We don't even have the space to make all this food. And people are happy to bring food. Um, So I have definitely delegated at least one thing to every single person that they like to make, that that they're happy to bring. Some people in my family don't like to cook. So I say, okay, here's what you're going to go out and buy. Go ahead. It's fine. It doesn't need to be homemade. No problem at all. So ask for help because you know what? You probably need it. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. A big part of self-care is also nourishment. I think some people tend to forget that nourishing our bodies, that is considered self-care. So making sure that you're eating throughout the day, not going too long without some type of food, whether it's a meal or a snack. Also being self-compassionate, you know, not, you know, being aware of how you're speaking to yourself during this time. Are you speaking kindly to yourself? Are you speaking to yourself like you would speak to your best friend? Or your mom or your dad, you know, being curious about certain actions that you that you engage in instead of judgmental, balancing your work and, and putting your family and yourself first whenever possible is so, so important always, but especially during a time like the holidays when we can easily get overwhelmed with stress. All right, uh, let's go to number two. I like this one. This is be a kid again. Okay, I don't know about you, but growing up, the holidays were my favorite time. And it wasn't just about the gifts. I'm sure that was a huge part of it. But I just really, I I was an only child for 13 years. And so the holidays to me meant being around a lot of people. I would say I am an introverted extrovert, which means I definitely like my introverted alone time. But I also thrive on the company of others and being around other people. And I think I've always been like that. So the holidays when I was a kid to me meant being around lots of family and friends, parties, gatherings, lots of fun food, activities. And it means the same thing to me now. And I remind myself that I can enjoy the holidays and be a kid, you know, have that same, um, those same thoughts and desires and uh, fun beliefs about the holidays as I did when I was a kid. Like I'm going to be a kid again. Every holiday season, I just get myself back into the holiday spirit as a kid, as I as I was when I was a kid. I it does help that I have kids of my own, of course, seeing the the sparkle in their eyes. It's obviously super helpful that I try to put myself in their shoes and remind myself that just because I'm 40 doesn't mean that I can't be a kid again. So so what does that mean? You know, 
When it comes to food, giving yourself limits on your favorite foods, is that being a kid again? No. It will only have you desiring them more. Have you ever noticed that when we put limits on certain foods, when we go to a party or when we go out to dinner, we just, we just, it just heightens our desire for them. It puts them on this pedestal. You know, filling your plate with wholesome foods as you see fit, such as seasonal produce, grains, proteins, that's great. But give yourself full permission to also enjoy the tastes and flavors of the holiday, whatever that looks like for you. Whether it's your mom's delicious holiday cookies, your favorite Christmas eggnog, your favorite holiday pasta dish. For me, it's my mother-in-law's rigatoni with pasta and, and big giant meatballs and ricotta. It's so, so good. Surround your diet with other wholesome foods too, of course, such as seasonal fruits and vegetables, pomegranate, acorn, butternut squash, apples, beets, Brussels sprouts, etc. But try not to put a limit or moderate foods because the more we use those words, moderation and limit, is the more we desire those foods that we're limiting. So just be a kid again. Give yourself that full permission. Um, but of course, then surround yourself too with those other those other foods that are in season and that you enjoy as well, whatever those foods might be. All right, number three, watch the alcohol. I know, boo-hoo, right? Uh, of course, I have to say this uh, as part of being an intuitive um, person and eating intuitively during the holidays. We need to watch the alcohol. It can deter us from the signals of our body and really get in the way of self-care altogether. And not to mention alcohol is linked with anxiety. So if you tend to be more anxious during the holiday season, as many of us are, just remember alcohol in no way helps with that. You know, you might turn to alcohol in the moment to help with your anxiety, but the next day, how do you feel? Do you feel less or more anxious? Um, so a lot of research uh, is in support that alcohol is just not good for anyone who has anxiety in any way. And that's most of us, right? Even a little bit. Uh, so it also takes away from our ability to listen to our body, as I said. It also makes us dehydrated. So just a reminder to stay hydrated as much as you can during the holiday season. It's, it can be easy to neglect that water and the need for simple hydration. And it can be fun too. It doesn't have to just be water. You know, I like to remind the people that I work with that, I don't know, no, for me, I, I don't like just drinking water. I'm typically adding maybe a little bit of juice to my water or kombucha to my water or something to make it more fun, whether it's maybe adding some bubbly or bubbles to my water. I just can't drink straight water most of the time. And if I do, I'm, I don't drink it as fast. Um, so what can you do to make hydration more fun that is, you know, preferably free of alcohol? You know, when you're at a party, uh, if you, you know, you can have your alcoholic beverage, but then maybe after that, switch, switch to a mocktail. There's so many great mocktails these days or even non-alcoholic beers. You know, for me, when I go to dinner or I go to a party, when I'm done with my alcohol, I'll switch to something like a seltzer or a seltzer with pomegranate juice or a fun holiday kombucha. I know not everyone has those, but most places will have some type of a sparkling water or something. Um, and most restaurants have some fun mocktails available now. It's really becoming the norm, except for in, instead of the exception these days. Um, and then at your house, like keep those types of things stocked. I know most of the kombucha companies now have holiday uh, varieties, which is really, really nice if you're into that. All right. What about number four? This is important. And I talk about this a lot with my clients. It's about speaking up against food pushers. Maybe you've been a food pusher before. I know 
I have now that I know that it's not helpful. I certainly don't do it anymore, but I know I've been this person before where maybe someone will come over for dinner or for appetizers or just come over to hang out and you put food out and you just want them to eat it, right? Actually, I will say just this weekend, my we had some friends over, just a couple of them, and my husband went out and bought so many appetizers. He bought enough appetizers probably to feed 30 people and I was kind of overwhelmed by it and I was thinking, I really hope our our three friends come with a large appetite and they barely ate anything. And, you know, I would say instinctively, I wanted to say, eat some more food. Come on, we got this food. Eat it. It's good. But you know what? I had to remind myself that intuitively they weren't hungry. They didn't want all that food. I didn't warn them that we were putting all this food out. They could have probably just had dinner. I don't know. But they were not hungry and I didn't want to pressure them into eating food that they didn't want to eat. Um, we were able to save most of it and uh, we're having friends over again later this week. So we'll just use it then. Not a big deal. But what do you say when someone is trying to push food on you? Uh, here are some examples. You know, a simple no thank you might work. But if not, you can go beyond that and say something such as, that sounds really good, but I'm not really hungry, so I'm afraid I won't enjoy it as much. Could I take some home with me? You know, the, the simple truth is that when we're not hungry, food simply just doesn't taste as good. And, and you can mention that. You know, I'm not really hungry right now. I'm afraid I won't enjoy it as much as you want me to. Is it okay if I take some home with me? And then I can enjoy it later when I'm, when I'm hungry again. Uh, so, you know, speaking up and, and using words like that that aren't offensive at all, uh, but that really let the person know that you are listening to your body and that you respect your body and that you're just not wanting to eat that right now. Even though it looks very good, uh, you'd rather eat it a little bit later. Thank you. All right. Number five is a big one. You know, back in the day as a, I would say, not a weight neutral or intuitive eating aligned dietitian. I would talk with people about what to do before going to a holiday party. I'm not even going to talk about some of the tips that I would give because, uh, first of all, they can be triggering. And second of all, I'm just, I don't want to say ashamed. I didn't know what I didn't know back then, but they're just not helpful tips. Now, the tip that I give before going to a holiday party is really nothing. Um, if, if, if you don't want to think about anything, then don't think about anything. But what you should do if you notice hunger is honor it. So before a holiday party, do what you typically do. Get dressed, um, you know, find your favorite outfits. If you have to bring something to eat, bring what you want, bring what they've asked you to bring, do your all your normal things. But what I want to say is don't neglect your hunger before a party. You know, plenty of times I hear people say, I, you know, before going to a party or before going to a restaurant to eat dinner, I, I might get hungry, but I, but I try to ignore that because I know I'm going to eat more than I usually eat when I go to that party or I go to that restaurant. Well, I'll tell you right now, you probably will eat more than normal if you go to a party or a restaurant with that primal hunger, that primal need to consume food and nutrition. Uh, but if you instead go with this, just that very comfortable hunger, you've already satisfied a little bit of that, that hunger itch um, that you had a couple hours ago. So you attend the party and you're just the perfect amount of hungry. That is actually going to be 
make the, the not only the party and the food more enjoyable, but you'll be less likely to eat past that comfortable fullness. So again, don't ignore your hunger. Honor it. If you if you're going to a party at 6 p.m., 7 p.m., and you've got hunger at 4 p.m., putting it off or trying to ignore it in the long run isn't helpful. It doesn't mean you have to eat a whole meal before that party, but eat something maybe with some protein, something that's satisfying, that's crunchy, that's salty, that's sweet, whatever you're you're wanting in that moment to uh, take care of that hunger for the moment so that when you get to that party, you're not ravenous and then unable to really focus on anything but food. Okay, I said five, but guess what? I added a sixth. And my sixth one, my sixth tip for self-care and uh, maybe a, a lower stress and more intuitive holiday season is to try to stay active and engaging in joyful movement. You know, I want you to notice how movement, fresh air, getting outside makes you feel. You know, I don't think it's I want I don't think it's important to overexert yourself or make these grandiose and unrealistic goals, but try to get outside, get some fresh air regularly and do something that involves moving your body in a way that feels good. I would argue even if it's really cold outside, fresh air feels so good. Bundle up and get outside and move your body even if it's for 10 minutes. Do what you can to get that fresh air and movement in. Uh, You know, consider what you loved as a child. Get outside and play in the snow or ice skate or sled and notice how it makes you feel um, and the energy it gives you, the endorphins, the endurance. Just notice that afterwards and hopefully that will motivate you to continue. All right. Well, I hope you all have a great holiday season and treat yourself the way you deserve to be treated which is with compassion and grace, giving yourself permission to be you and to be human and to possibly even be a kid again. That said, I want to share with you a link uh, with some of the best holiday cookies from the Columbus Dispatch. Every year, they come out with a list of holiday cookies, and I'm putting a link in the show notes with 13 of their top greatest holiday cookies. I will say I've made most of them, and they are phenomenal. So I highly encourage you to check out that link if you're into holiday cookies. And that's it for today. Coming up on December 4th, I will be talking with Nicole Morrissey, my previous co-host of the Dietitian's Dish podcast, answering your Q&A questions. Until then, as I said, treat yourself with the respect you deserve. Be the best friend you've always wanted. And reach out to me anytime on Instagram at Nutrition Unmeasured or via email at trustyourbodyrd at gmail.com.